mean, I got shot before, but it, that don't that ain't affect me as much as people I love getting shot. You feel me? It will, it don't be like a, a outside type of feeling. It be like inside, like you be feeling it for real, for real with somebody you love getting shot. You don't really feel it like an anger or none or getting, or pain. Like it just your heart, like you be you be missing them. It's all grieving. That's L.A. and Omar, two teens who are being cared for by Catholic Social Services of the Archdiocese of Philadelphia. Thanks for spending a few moments with us here at CatholicPhilly.com. We are the digital media channel of the Archdiocese of Philadelphia. I'm your host, Gina Christian. While gun violence in Philadelphia and throughout the nation has soared in recent years, In 2020 alone, gun violence was the leading cause of death among children in the United States, according to an analysis published in the New England Journal of Medicine. And behind the data, behind the headlines, behind the political debate over gun control, there are kids. Kids who are being hurt and killed every day, and kids whose voices we need to hear. L.A. and Omar are two of them, and several weeks ago, I asked them to share what gun violence looks and feels like from their perspective. Both teens arrived at Catholic Social Services through the juvenile justice system, and thanks to a range of therapies and interventions, they're trying to learn a new way of living. In this podcast, you'll hear from L.A. and Omar, as well as from Gary Hill, their youth care worker, whose own son survived a shooting attack. For the safety of the teens, we're not using their real names. And when we recorded this interview, there was a face mask policy in place at the facility where they're receiving care. So their words may sound a bit muffled, but the message is all too clear. The first voice you'll hear is that of L.A., followed by Omar's. Let's take a listen. People got people got trauma. It don't just be we trying to be tough enough and people got trauma for real. Like, I seen people real close to me and shot in front of my face. They blood on me, bro. That, that, that mess with your head, bro, that's not normal, you feel me? I used to think it was normal because it was all I was used to. When I seen like other kids when I was living in the suburbs, I'm like, that's, I told them one of them stories. They like, really? Like, it's a superhero story. Like, that was my everyday life. You getting shot at, that was my everyday life, trying to make money so I could feed my folks. Like, not just doing anything to be cool or be tough. It was never like just following after somebody or nothing. Um, the world different. It's killer be killed now. Philly is killer be killed. You got beef. It's killer be killed. I don't know why y'all cops think we just kill it for no reason. Tell me what the rules are. My mind's your business. Keep your head up. Keep your feet moving. You're not from there. Don't be staring and breaking. Don't you in the tennis car? Don't be driving slow. You can't do none of that. I'm my, where I'm at is a dead end, so like, there's one way in, there's one way out, so. You gotta make a U-turn, so there's no, no suspicious stuff. So slowing down, driving too slow, that could get you? Yeah. That could get you shot at. Mm-hmm. You can't you do driving it. too slow, and then you're in a tenant car. And you don't people, know if they're gonna drop the window or not, so shoot first. Turn around that corner. You don't know what's on the, around that corner. So you trying to be nosy, see what he doing. You turn around that corner and get your head knocked right off your shoulders because you wanted to be nosy, you feel me? When you could have just seen his body movement and you could have just walked the other way, like, I'm going to avoid this trouble. You're not supposed to run toward the trouble. You're not the cops. You, the cops don't even do that. 
And while in the past, this kind of violence tended to target only those actually involved in a given dispute, today, even bystanders aren't safe. You don't have to have any connection to the argument, or what's called the beef, to be in the crosshairs, especially when it doesn't take much for a trigger to get pulled, and when there's pressure to, as Omar puts it, be down with gangs. As these young men remind us, bullets have no names. Even if you don't got beef, you see his babies getting smoked. If you next to the person, these niggas that be shooting, they don't be having no aim. They, they just shooting. Some of them just shooting, they have a name. So don't think they're going to have mercy because you with your mom or you with a, a little kid or something. Bullets got no names. People, yeah, people don't, got, people don't care about that no more. Bullets got no names. You shot at, you shot at. If you look some, like somebody, they up. Mm -hmm. shot at. It could not even be at. you. It's that simple. It's just it's anything you would like. It's anything. And you could be anybody. Niggas yeah. just start skiing up for no reason because they see other people doing They want to be down. They want to they wanna gang hop. Mm -hmm. That's why people get shot. They want to be down with gangs. It's, it's not just boys out here. It's females out here too getting locked up for stuff. It's babies getting killed. They got nothing to do with nothing. Two years getting killed. The beef didn't come from nothing. It didn't just pop up like, yeah, we're just going to start shooting at each other and all that. And it come from that. Uh, it'd be a whole lot of different reasons. Like, we all friends and you, you take my gun while while we outside or something and you dip off. Now when we see you, we, we run with you. We start fighting for a couple weeks. All right, you, you get a gun, you shoot one of us. We don't die. We get a gun. We start shooting at you and your folks. You get your own little crew. Y'all shooting at us, we shooting at you. People dying, and we bragging about it and rapping about it because everybody want to be cool. On the street, revenge is forever, and witnesses to gun violence are afraid to cooperate with law enforcement because ratting and snitching could cost them their own lives and the lives of their loved ones. It'd be like, people just, people don't let stuff go either. Like, I'm not gonna forget you shot me. I'm not gonna forget that. That's something you don't forget. I ain't gonna lie. I'm gonna remember your face. I'm gonna remember all that. I'm, so if I see you again, you're gonna die. Like, it's gonna be that. Cause you try to take my life. I'm not gonna have you still walking around here. You gonna try to finish the job. I'm gonna take your life. I'm not gonna tell on you. I'm not ratting. That's why people really like, they really live by that code. Like, that ratting stuff that, you could get yourself locked up like that by ratting. Like, you could rat and get yourself, you could incriminate yourself. I don't could do none of that. You just need it. You chose the streets, that's how you need to take it. Like, Consequences and repercussions. Yeah, you can't, you mean? Sure. So that's it, that's why witnesses don't show up, everyone's silent, they can't find. Yeah. Don't know when it, like, say an old lady see me shoot him, right? She not gonna come to the courtroom. She live on my block. She see what I be doing all day, every day. She not coming to that court hearing. She know I know where I live at. Her grandbabies be over there. She not coming to that, you feel me? Witnesses don't be coming. They be scared. They know what's up. Like they watch the news. And they don't be like it be grown men shooting us. We be shooting each other for real. It be us. Youth care worker Gary Hill says the long-term trends of gun violence have reached historic levels, and the problem isn't going away anytime soon, because the next generation, what Omar and L.A. call the young bulls, are already trapped in poverty and have to, as they put it, play the block to survive. You know, the violence in our communities um, has always been there, but not like this. This is unprecedented. This is, this is, this is, you can't even, you know, go fill your gas tank up 
without a kid robbing you or knocking you upside your head, you know? So, but the gun violence, I think as he just said, it's not, it's not, it's, it's, here, it's, it's here to stay for a while, I think. Mm -hmm. Because you got younger kids, you got younger kids with no guidance. I ain't no fixing yeah, this. I ain't gonna lie. Until everybody get locked up real, ain't no fixing mm -hmm. it. Cause young boys growing up like that. Mm -hmm. Young boys growing up with nothing, so they gotta play the block. Some people really don't got no other, other way. Niggas just try to get jobs and all that. They don't want you cause you got tits and you only 15. You, you, know, you ain't doing nothing good. You done heard about you from the, the old people on the block. They don't want you working in their store so they store can get shot up. They're not taking that chance, you feel me? They're not letting you work in that store. So you gonna have to, you know what I mean? You gonna have to do what you gotta do. I know people that have been there since they was my age and now they like 30 something and they don't got nowhere to live. They just be on the block all day. And like, you, was all, you was there all that time for nothing. The street is a brutal home, one these kids didn't choose and one they long to escape. Being asked to be in the streets, people get put in that position. You don't, it's not something you, you sign on a paper and say, yeah, I want to go be in the streets, you feel me? Those be the people that get killed. I ain't going to lie because you want to be in the streets. All the people I know in the streets not trying to stay there for like they trying to get out. Ain't nobody in there that's going to stay in there besides weird people. There's nothing good about being in the streets or nothing. I didn't wear the same clothes for weeks before. There's nothing cool about being in the streets. I'd rather be out in the, where there's nobody, no neighbors, none of that. It's all this grass, clean, quiet. I wouldn't even care. Instead of just being around all that hate, it'd be, it'd be real fake stuff going on. The soundtrack of the street, music whose lyrics glorify violence, drugs, money, and so on, provides both affirmation and indoctrination. It's a vicious cycle, all set to a beat. And what's guiding them again, I say, is the music. It's the music. Mm -hmm. You know, music's supposed to touch the soul, mm -hmm. but it's controlling the mind at this point. I wouldn't say no names, but like, I know, I know certain rappers did, like, they put stuff into their music so that people our age gonna like it, you feel me? Like, yeah, like, stuff that, like, stuff that they threw, like, we been through, that's why we like it. Yeah. They saying, they saying stuff they that saying we our been life. through. Like, it, it, they be saying our life. It be like, damn, like, what are you talking to me? Like, feel me? Like, it be like, damn, I'm connected to this, this joint sturdy. Like, I'm playing this joint all the time. Then that joint really start getting in your head. You think you living that, that song, like, they turn into a whole different meaning. Like, they not dunking on the hoop, they, they shooting to my that's, that's what I learned. Cause the rap tell you that. Really? Yeah, the rap tells you, catch him coming out the car with his mom, hit him top top, mm -hmm. knock his head off. Catch him coming out the store, tear off his door. The raps, the lyrics, is to, that's, that's hip. Mm -hmm. It's hip to kill you at the mall. It's hip to kill you coming out your house. It's hip to coming out this, look, you, in our community, we got the poppy store, Dominican stores. Mm -hmm. They're literally shooting you in the Dominican mm -hmm. store. So, and once it get out, so it was around, I'm 25th Street, and they get out that I hit somebody in the poppy store. They get it, man, them bulls ran down on them. That was the bull Gary and them, they, and it, it's glorification. Mm -hmm. Social media also plays a role in gun violence since it allows a space for youth to project a fantasy image of themselves while stirring up rivalries and tempers. It'd be social media too. All right, so let's see, I'm on Instagram, right? And you on Instagram too. I post all this nice designer stuff on my body, uh, all this money. I be posting all these jewels and all that, right? 
But you can live in a nice band car. the whole time. But I live in a band though. Like I don't, I don't got no house. Uh, the money that I'm owing is the money that I got to my, you mean? Like that's all that I own, you feel me? Whereas him on the other hand, I see he wearing like just flip flops and, and shorts and his, and his pictures on the ground. But he's sitting on a million dollars. You know, you wouldn't know for real because the bull, he just want to stand up. Want to look good. You want to show off. That's how you get killed. That's how you get robbed. I was never one of them bulls. I didn't care what I had on unless I had. As long as I had money in my pockets, I didn't care what I had on at all. That's all you got to yourself. Like, them clothes you got on, you going to go sell them back to somebody else so you could buy another nice pair of clothes that you're going to take for another picture just so you could be cool and have followers. That'd be weird to me. Like, I don't be getting it. I don't know. For many, street life and gun violence feels like a video game. And that's if they can feel at all, because they rely on drugs and alcohol to survive. They really do think it's a game. I got friends that, that don't want to be here. Like, they done lost people that they'll never get back. And their they goal is, is to, uh, to, like, eliminate as many people that hate them before they go. So... It's not like they, like, it's some people that they don't, that don't even got nowhere to go. Like, they think it's like a video game. I'm gonna keep it a being, cause I got friends like that too. Like, they think it's a video game. They really like, I could tell they traumatized too. Like, you would never see them, like, you see how we sober. Like, you would never see them sober, ever. They can't stand being sober. They gotta be high, cause they did so much stuff and they done been through so much stuff. It's like being sober going, like, you can't do it. You're going, you're going to break down. You want to be you want to be high, so you like to be a mind high. Like, your mind is everywhere, so you won't not worry about nothing. You're cool, you calm. People be thinking it just be like, just to be cool and all. They don't even be that. People will really have problems. Being high masks painful memories, especially those of loved ones and friends lost to the street. I got friends that ain't had no guidance. I ain't had none either, but I like, I, me, I was, out of all of them, I'm the only one that ever got like arrested or like taken away. They all was in the streets the whole time. Like when I was speaking on my, my situation, I was five years old. I was six and five running around outside. No parents, none of that. This, like when I turned eight and all that, my friends started dying. They was all on that, that same block we was chilling on. Were they eight years old too? Yeah, all my friends was around my age except for my older friends. They was already locked up. Like, it was never like, nobody was just, everybody was cool in the picture. It was probably one picture of all of us together. You would never see another picture like that. Cause you would you probably see like four of the same people in that picture. If you don't, we don't with each other no more. They either dead in jail or they don't come around. You feel me? like? you would see four people in that picture out of the whole 50 that was there, so. L.A. and Omar said that without understanding the core reasons for gun violence, we as a society can't hope to effectively address it. In fact, when I asked them to list some possible solutions, Omar just shook his head. Nothing, because it ain't going to happen. It's not going to happen. I can tell you that now. It's not going to happen. It's all I got to say to that. And they be outsiders, like... It's not going to happen. They don't even live here, and they tell them what should be done. Mm-hmm. Like, the cops don't care. All they want to do is put us in jail. That's it. That's Nobody just, got that's it good down Philly. Some people mm-hmm. do on the suburbs side. That's all. Nobody got it good. Shit, bro. People that really, like, that's actually causing harm, 
They doing it. They doing it for a reason. People not dying for no reason. That murder rate in Philadelphia did not get that high for no reason. You feel me? There's stuff happening, and people just thinking that we're gonna they're gonna make uh, boys and girls clubs and get the YMCs popping. It. That's not. I'm gonna keep it being. That's not working. That's, Why not? Why I'm not? Keep, that's over with. Cause if you could, let's. You heard about the boy that died in the mall, right? If you could die in the mall, what makes you think you can't die in that girls and in that boys and girls club that's in the hood versus the mall? You feel me? What makes you think I'm gonna stop my mission to kill you because you and the boys and girls club playing basketball? That's not gonna. It don't matter to me. You feel me? If Is there any safe place? That. Where's a safe place? Does any place feel safe to you? Nowhere. Being locked up. That's why I'm be being locked up. At the end of our conversation, I asked L.A. and Omar if they had any wishes or dreams, and their honest answers don't offer any neat ending to this podcast or any simple solutions to the challenges they and so many like them continue to face. But their words do give us a glimpse into their hearts, and they invite reflection, compassion, and a more informed and authentic commitment to addressing the real causes of gun violence. If I'm being honest... I'm gonna keep it to being like where I come from. I don't even think like that. Like, I'm, we think like, as we hope we make it till tomorrow, you feel me? We not worry about three bushes and the wine and all that, you feel me? Like, anybody I know would say that, they like, no, like, that's not real. I'm not answering that, like, you feel me? I wanna be happy with my family. But my mom died, I got nobody. I don't ever talk to my, I don't ever talk to none of my folks. I'm just here, just here. I just want my mom back. That's all I want. I ain't had my folks either. I'm keeping it being my pop doing 22 years in jail. My mom was on drugs. I was little. I was in the streets all all day. My grandma was on drugs. Both of my grandmas. My other grandpa I never even met him. I ain't had none of that. People used to be with their grandmas, and I was in the streets. So the middle of the night time, I wanted to come home. I didn't have to, I didn't have to knock none of the doors always unlocked. We used to go to sleep with the door unlocked. At a point in time, we had no door in our crib, bro. We had wood up there. I really didn't, I slept outside with my mom and all that. People don't be having stuff that people be thinking like. I just wanna know what my life would be like if my mom was still here. That's all I wanna know. I can give you one too, since, since we gonna do that, I'll give you one. I ain't had my dad my whole life. I probably, I probably wish that I had my dad in my life, bro. Feel me? And then I used to be mad at him and think like, feel me? Why he not here? Why he don't want to be with me? But when I was, he was born on the same block. Like he lived on the same block I lived on. You feel me? So when I was born and I was in that, I just like, and I started being in the streets. I noticed like, he didn't ask to go away to jail for half his whole life. You feel me? He didn't ask for that. He was trying to do the same thing I was trying to do, trying to feed his family, you feel me? He was trying to make sure I had something in my stomach. Trying to make sure my mom was able to take care of me, you feel me? So when I when I noticed that, I started thinking different. It'd be, it'd be ignorance. You'd be ignorant to certain stuff. And it is not good. You should, if you're in the streets, you should really like, I would recommend reading and like, like instead of watching the movies about people getting killed and all that, Look at some documentaries, you feel me? 
Like, watch something that's, like, gonna be helpful to your life, you feel me? Like, like and, like, you said, like, what are, what are goals and dreams and stuff? Like, if I, I rap, though, I rap, but, like, I play around with it, you feel me? And I don't, if you listen to one of my raps, you wouldn't think I'm, like, one of these rappers that be rapping now. I don't talk about all that, you feel me? I talk about stuff that I've been through. Like, I talk about my life. I don't put him and him in my song and diss on dead people. I don't do none of that, you feel me? Because I don't want nobody dissing on my dead people. They they already did, so what is, now, now you dissing on them, it's just, it's, you just showing more hate. And like, what do you got to hate on someone that no longer has their life for and you still living? If anything, you should be worried about keeping your life because you did that to them, you feel me? So you should now stay away and stay out the way and worry about yourself instead of trying to be cool and be down, like he said, you feel me? I do. Not everybody, not everybody the same. You can't just be trying to do what everybody doing. Trying to be cool. You've been listening to L.A. and Omar, two youths receiving care from Catholic Social Services of the Archdiocese of Philadelphia. And you've also heard from their youth care worker, Gary Hill. We're grateful you could spend some time with us here at CatholicPhilly.com, coming to you from the Archdiocese of Philadelphia. Thanks so much to our publisher, Archbishop Nelson Perez, our editor, Matt Gambino, to you, our listeners, and of course, to our Lord, without whom none of this would be possible. You can find us online at catholicphilly.com, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Catholic Philly. I'm your host, Gina Christian, and until next time, may God bless and keep you.